Just to start it off, I want to say happy one-year anniversary to this podcast. And to make it more interesting, I have another special guest from another podcast. Actually, a very interesting one. All right, first things first, her name is Jasmine Luisa from Mama's Cocktail Hour podcast. How are you Good doing? <laughs> <laughs> you said it well. You said it well. <laughs> How are you doing? I- I am doing excellent. Thank you for having me on, especially on this special episode. I'm so excited. I, I'm, I'm, I'm flattered. I, I don't even know how I made it to one year, but it feels good to meet other people that do it. So especially I've seen your lives and I've been part mm-hmm. of some of the questionnaires and I, I think it's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, so Jasmine, tell me about yourself a little bit. Where are you from? You know, what do you do? How did you get into the whole podcast thing? Okay, so I am from New York City, if you can't tell by the accent. Um, New York Rican. <laughs> I'm a wife, I'm a mother, I'm a career woman. And actually how we, well, I came upon this podcasting is actually my girlfriend and her best friend actually started Mama's Cocktail Hour uh, back in October. Um, and they were holding things down on their own. And then it just started to gain momentum. And Zeta Lisa, um, who's the founder, asked me to join around Christmas time. And then it just took off from there. And so now we are not only doing podcasts, but we're doing Instagram lives, motivational videos, and everything in between. <laughs> yeah, I definitely saw. And I definitely will put a link on the bottom of this so that yeah. you can click on it. So give me your YouTube page. Give me your whole thing. And you're actually wearing a merch, right? Called Mama with a headphone. Yes, on it. it's Mama is our Mama hoodies. Um, so basically, long story short, Mama's Cocktail Hour is basically comprised of four women who are mothers and wives in their mid thirties to forties, and we're all on this journey trying to kind of figure out who we are aside from being a mama. We're kind of defining or wanting to define what the new modern day mama means to us. And so we want to do that with all the ladies out there who are going through the same thing. So this is what this is all doing. <laughs> I, mean, I love it. I love it. And I, matter of fact, there was something on your bio on your Instagram that was very intriguing to me. You put mental health warrior. Yes. Like, what's yes. that all about? <laughs> so I am a mental health warrior. My entire life, I have struggled with anxiety and depression, and it really overcame me when I was younger. Um, I didn't really understand it. My family didn't really didn't understand it. And it wasn't until I got into my thirties that I kind of started to get a grasp on it and I sought treatment. And so I am much, much in a better place than I was before, but I realized that this is something that I'm always going to have to struggle, not struggle with, deal with and maintain. Um, I've had my struggles in the past and that's why I say I'm a warrior because it's easy for people to treat you a certain way when you physically are sick, they can see it, right? But when you have to battle something mentally that people don't see, it's a struggle. Um, Because think about it, the mind controls everything. And if your mind is not on point, it can make things a little sticky for you sometimes. (laughs) Yeah, we mind fuck ourselves really bad sometimes. (laughs) That's the truth. My 20s? That's all I was doing. (laughs) I mean, I'm happy happy to hear that, you know, um, 
not a lot of people make it out of the 20s you know with with a lot of anxiety and depression i've lost a few friends i've met people that mm-hmm. you know they weren't able to take the next step and sometimes we get lucky but i am i feel great to know that somebody out there is trying to share their stories is that what you're trying to do you're trying to share the stories yes so that's so funny you should say that my goal is to share my stories not story i mm-hmm. like to say because we have our lives are come you know a compilation of different stories we go through different things at different times and I used to be ashamed of my story and not, I'm not, I'm not full of shame anymore. If anything, I'm really proud of everything that I went through and I want to be the voice for maybe another Jasmine right now who's going through the same thing because I knew how alone I felt because I couldn't even understand myself. So how could I expect someone else to understand me? And I want people to know that this is a thing that happens. Like people are dealing with mental health issues. And it's okay. It doesn't make you crazy. It doesn't make you strange. It doesn't make you weird. It doesn't mean that you're not lovable or that you can't live a normal life, a fulfilling life. It just means that there's something about you that you just need to be on top of and take care of. And when you get to seek the proper treatment and have the proper support in your life, then you can shoot for the stars. You'll reach it with no problem. That's awesome. And I'm, you know what? People sometimes have an image when someone says, oh, I have anxiety, depression. Like they think the worst of the worst. So mm-hmm. what? Okay, you have anxiety and depression. So what? Let's help each other out. Don't worry about it. It's not going to, if someone judges you for having anxiety and depression, well, you know what? They're a piece of shit and they don't need to be part of your life. <laughs> Let's keep it real. But sometimes those, those people be the, like the family too. And I'm, I encourage you that, bro, if you have, if your family don't believe in that and they don't, they think that therapy and all this other stuff and anxiety is all fake, then good for them. Say hi, bye, take it easy, love you, but, you know, move on. And that's part of breaking the stigma. Um, growing up in a Latino home, it was like, pray it away. You know what I'm saying? Pray it away or mind over matter. You just got to get strong in your mind. No, it just doesn't work that way. Your mind is not, there's something that's disconnected. So the only way to get stronger in your mind is to seek the help so that they can help empower you and give you the tools that you need to fix that so that you can do what you need to do. And that's why I really, people like, oh my God, how can you go on on live? And how can you go on YouTube and talk about that stuff? I'm like, why? It's It's my story. I'm not ashamed of it. Why are you ashamed of it? I'm proud of it. Okay, because for all intents and purposes, I'm pretty successful in my own right, considering where I came from. And nobody can hold my story against me if I own my story. It's mine. It's mine to tell. So they're going to use it against you. Who's going to use what against me? (laughs) I I, I think that's one of the things that we do. And you know what? During the pandemic, matter of fact, anxiety was real. Depression was real. The unknown was real. How were you during that time frame? You know, it's so interesting um, because the pandemic was literally my uh, worst fear come to life. Like, honestly, if it wasn't because I had gone to the treatment that I had received a few years prior, it would have been really rough for me. But I actually, considering, handled it well. I handled it like everyone else. I mean, I had my good days and my bad days and it sucked not to be able to go outside and you had to worry about, you know, when you or anyone in your household was going outside. But it didn't break me like it would have had I not did what I needed to do a few years back. Mm. Um, But I'm just like everybody else, gain weight, 
uh, <laughs> <laughs> bored, <laughs> um, you know, sad sometimes because it's different and I know things will never be the same. But at the same time, I also gained a new appreciation um, for certain things, the importance of connection, the importance of purpose. Um, those are all things that I, I had the mental space and clarity to actually focus on instead of worrying about like, oh my God, you know, this is going to happen to us. And then we're going to, we're going to get really, really sick. And, you know, I didn't, I, I just had the normal amount of anxiety that everyone else was going through. I think seeing what, you know, what really, really caught me was the social media world, how it was evolving during the pandemic, not be able to see your friends and family anymore, but you're WhatsApping them, you're on Instagram, you're video chatting them, you're seeing DJs go live online, you see everything that Which people is the do. coolest thing I see people just doing freestyle. <laughs> There's so many freestyle parties on. Oh, on you like freestyle stuff. music? <laughs> yeah, are you a freestyle, like, yeah. are you, so you're a freestyle fanatic? I like freestyle because it's nostalgic for me because it makes me think of like my aunts and my uncles really? when they used to get ready to go out. But I, I, I seeing people be creative in that way was was really amazing, right? Because we adapted so quickly. Um, at the same time, though, I'm sure a lot of people turned around and looked at each other and were like, I don't really know if I like you because now I got to spend all this time with you. And I wasn't That's spending true. all this time with you before. That's true. And we don't got nothing to talk about. But it's interesting I mentioned this because um, in my page, I have a lot of TikTok friends that I'm actually part of a freestyle community in TikTok Ooh. where a lot of the freestyle singers and artists are part of it as well. All these DJs are part of the freestyle gang. And I should definitely connect to you on TikTok because I know yes. like literally every song, every nostalgic you think of we have a group for that, like literally. Really? Because um, Nancy G, she's also one of the co-hosts of Mama Talk to Hour. That is a freestyle fanatic. Oh no, I, so I definitely need to plug <laughs> you in because we have a, we have, look, we, we, we created, there was a, such a big creation of the community that we all have matching freestyle shirts and TikTok. We, we do duets. We, we, we do literally all the type of duets you could think of or every single freestyle song. Uh, my goal is to have little Susie here one day. Look at your face. I've been, I've been writing to her. I've been writing to her. Oh, she follows me on TikTok. So I'm like, yo, please, please, let, let's do a duet. Let's do something. <laughs> you know what? But going back to what you said, during the pandemic, I felt like it was, yeah, you're right. We all went through something, anxiety, depression. But it was like a movie. Like every time you turn the TV on, the numbers, it got to the point that, let's say for me, my anxiety that I have, I felt like, if I'm going to go, if the unknown is real, and I don't know what's going to happen. Let me go all in. And for me personally, that was the birth of my podcast. Like, I'm not trying to hold back anymore in life. The way I see the world now is if you're here today and you're alive in 2021 this month, why bother holding back anything ever again? <laughs> why bother? Because a year ago today, we had no idea what the hell, you know, going to a store, buying masks. I'm like, dude, what do I need to get? The more important things for my kids and my family. Looking at each other like a disease. Like, don't get near me. I feel like I saw there was no, no, There was no toilet paper. Yeah, to this day, I still don't know that whole, the whole, <laughs> the whole concept of that. You know, I, I don't know. But in general speaking, it looks to me like, look, your personality, your knowledge is what you're trying to share to the world. And I love it. I love it because even if one listener listens to this or listens to your podcast, it could change somebody's mentality. 
And all you got to do is yeah. unite each other one by one, because the more people you know could do it. Because the way I look at it, if I knew someone who suffered from anxiety and depression, you know, maybe I won't tell them to go listen to my show. Maybe I just tell them to your show <laughs> and be like, you know what? Listen to this show because they could relate more. But I think that's the way this networking world works when it yeah. comes to this, because there are people mm-hmm. that, you know what? And I found this out maybe like six months ago. Six months ago, I had a private a TikTok, a private Instagram account. And I had almost 11 years, 12 years of pictures there. Somehow people started reporting me. I have no idea. I think it was during the elections. I lost all that. I lost oh. every single picture, every single message I had, every single project I was working with. And I'm like, wow. Now I kind of appreciate saving all those pictures, all those works, all those numbers, all those contacts. And now on January 1st, I said, screw it. You know what? A public page, start all over again. I'm going to go all in. I don't care. Recreate this podcast, we change everything, just go all in. Mm-hmm. Because I think that's the way we have to approach things now. But Definitely. That's the way I view things now. And like I said, moving forward, I love it. I love helping people and I'm always going to help people. That's exactly how I feel. I don't have a, a gimmick. I don't have a something I'm selling. I don't have, you know, like I just legit like connecting with people. And the way that I'm able to do that is because I just happen to be a little bit more open or more willing to be open than most people. So I hope that when I do that, either I could A, help someone who's afraid to be open or two, with my honesty, help someone get to that point where they feel they can finally share. Um, but I, I'm all about connecting. Um, I'm all about helping women, especially, you know, encourage them to ask those questions that they may have been scared to ask or say the things that they were afraid to, to say or admit the things that they're afraid to admit out loud because of what is usually put on us that we're supposed to do or supposed to not do or supposed to know, you know? <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Honestly, whoever says that they know what they're doing, they're lying. <laughs> Look, when people tell me they know what they're doing, I tell them the truth. Have you, how many times you fucked up in life? If you tell me you never fucked up in life, boy, you have never learned. The more people that I know that fucked up in life and actually learn from the mistakes are the ones I, I, I just truly have respect for. Because to admit right. that you to admit that you failed and you could keep on moving forward, no one likes to promote that. Personally, me, I don't give a damn. And my other podcasts, you know, the type of work I do is is like a like I tell people, social service. I help people. Mm-hmm. I get motivated speaking to people all the time. Yeah. It motivates me because I appreciate the amount of time I have to be alive. And look, I'm 35 years old. To this day, I'm like, wow. I can't believe I made it to 35. But baby. Well, thank you. But some people some people be like, yo, why do you think you you made it? I'm like, because I was a rebel when I was young and my mindset mm-hmm. was totally different. And now that I'm older, I don't want people to go through what I go through. So leave little paths. And that's why mm-hmm. that's my goal when it comes to my social media and this whole thing I'm doing, just leaving a little crumb path for anyone to just hate it. Listen, just in case you feel like no one has ever gone through what you went through. Yep. Check it out. I'm not telling you to listen to it, but just hey, you're not the only one. So you're yeah. not alone. You're so, not. You're not alone. <laughs> so one of the things I definitely wanted to pick your brain out for tonight's episode is questions. You know, men's point of view, women's point of views. I did send you some questions, and I definitely want your honest, honest truth, even if it hurts our feelings. <laughs> 
No, I'm going to give you the honest truth because a little other thing too that I'm big on is that, so long story short, I am, I, my faith is what kind of helped me. My faith is what helped me get to where I may, am right now. So I'm on this whole journey to show people that Christians are real people. What do yes. you mean real people? In the sense of like, a lot of people think that there's this stigma, like if you, you know, commit um, to your faith and you say, this is, this is what I'm going to follow that, you know, you have no fun in your life, oh, that you don't, you don't talk about sex, that you don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're not a real person in this, in this, in this new age. <laughs> I've met churches and met people in churches that mix the new modern era with the Bible. So I'm cool with that too. No, but that's something we should definitely maybe in the near future look at because I have a lot of people that feel the same way. But these questions I'm going to ask you right now, I just sent you some earlier so you can, you know, be prepared. And these are, these are are questions some of my followers were able to send to me because they wanted to know their point of view. And I do have a little extra question on the side, but are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm down. (laughs) All right. So honest opinion, I'll let you go first on this one. If you're having a bad day, do you really want to be left alone or do you really want the partner to give you some companion? Okay. The truth is I, de- it depends on what type of a bad day it was. If it's a bad day that I need to vent, then I may want companionship, but I don't really want your opinion. I just want to vent. So don't try to fix it for me or tell me what I did wrong. Because if that's the case, then I want to be by myself. <laughs> How can you tell? <laughs> you prepare me like, yo, 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 shit done and listen. That's it. <laughs> Well, that's the crazy part because in my mind, as soon as I walk through the door, he should just know. Okay. <laughs> um, honestly, I I like the companionship. I would like to, I like feeling secure and I, I like feeling that connection. So if I'm talking to him about it, you know, crying to him about it, yelling at him about it, talk about it. And then depending on how I feel after, I would say, okay, I need a minute. Or I'll just stay there, you know what I'm saying, and just keep being in a space. So it can, it really depends on the situation. How about work? If it, let's say it's a work headache type of stuff, work related stuff. Work related stuff. That pisses oh, you off or something. My husband's my best friend. He already probably knows about it before I even left work. Oh shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we tell each other everything. Um, I'm gonna be honest. The type of relationship that I have with my husband he's usually the first person that I go to um, and I let him know what's happening. So I don't see myself saying, I don't want to tell him any space. Like he usually would be the first person. Now, whether he reacts the way that I would like him to react. And then after I need space, that's a different story, but oh, yeah, he's usually the first person I go to. What about you? Mm, I tend to want to be left alone a little bit more leaning towards it. Why? Because I don't like to bring drama or stress at home. I don't want my atmosphere at home to be considered. I don't want to change it. My tempo is my home, my atmosphere, with my kids, mm-hmm. the whole world. I learned this as I got older. When I was younger, I would need to vent out. You, you would tell if I'm pissed off, but I will never like to talk about it because I don't want that energy to go to the other person. I don't want it because I don't know if they had a hard day, a rough day. And if it becomes mm-hmm. repetitive, then it could be the field of work or it could be my lifestyle. And here's a perfect example I could give you. You know, we all have a friend in our lives that always calls us whenever they have drama. 
and <laughs> and or you know, a family member, <laughs> a family member, and it's a repetitive story over and over mm-hmm. again, correct? And mm-hmm. sometimes it annoys you to hear the same story over, especially that you're using your energy, or whatever day you had, to give the person the time and space just to hear the same story all over again. But then when you have a bad day, you don't want to bring that. So an older man, older man one time told me, older, older gentleman told me, whatever drama, whatever stress, whatever anxiety you have at work, before you step foot in your door, drop it. Because maybe that anger, maybe that sense of of stress, your kids don't know about it. Don't don't let them see that. Because if you let them see that, then they're going to start questioning, why is daddy sad? Why is he mad? Or it may trigger you to have less patience which I'm not a favor. I'm not, I, I've met people in my life that take their anger out on some other people, which makes no damn sense. And I'm, I do not, I hate that with a passion. So no matter how messed up I am, I'll come home and I'll put a smile on my face. Perfect example. One time I got let go of my job. They gave me a letter and I'm like, Hey, I got fired. It's okay. You know what? Let's go get some pizza or something. Let's go do it. And instead of me drowning about it, thinking about it, don't change that atmosphere energy because I'd rather love to see what's going to happen next, the fight I'm going to do, then see how sad and broken I'm going to get deep inside. You know, and some people turn to liquor, which I don't. <laughs> I'll just put okay. some, I'll put some Rocky old school movies, some 80s movies to motivate me or something. Yo, the Rocky series <laughs> is my favorite. I could watch all of them, but honestly, Rocky 1 and 2 is my favorite. I put two. Just because my little boy reminds me of my little boy. I have a little story with that in the near future. I'll talk about that, but it reminds me of it. <laughs> but I have, I have a question. So even with your even with your wife, same way? 60-40. Depends on the situation, but more times I will not try to bring it up. If it's something she can relate to, I definitely like people's point of view when it comes to something relatable. When it comes to totally off topic or like work related or something outside of her comfort zone or something that she hasn't experienced, I don't want to bring that to her. And I'll do my best. Now, sometimes she'll see it because she's also works in the mental health field. So mm-hmm. it's like, damn, like I have my own personal mental health counselor at home. So I got to She's easily like, reading you. Oh, I, hate <laughs> I hate that. But like, yeah, when, when it comes to triggering, that's like one of the things I do. Ironically, lately I've been going to, I've been looking for mentors in my life. Oh, a lot of mentors. And I think I grew up with the mentality that you should have like one mentor, like your parents and all that. I grew up that you can have many mentors in different levels one for work mentor, one for life, one for relationships. And that's what I'm doing now. I'm always looking for someone to speak to or a guide whenever I get into any situation. Or ever, you ever had a conversation with your spouse and she say, it's okay, you can bring everything to me? Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. It just, I try my best not to do because I know her type of work field is very difficult. And I'd be mm-hmm. like, oh, I know you're stressed out today too. So mm, let me hold it in. And then if we're in a good space space where we're just alone, then I'll be like, you know what? Do you have a few moments to like speak to me? Do you have enough energy actually to deal with me a little bit? Because I need some someone to talk to. Right. But it no. just sometimes panics. I mean, sometimes people panic. But can I talk to my yeah. partner about anything? Fuck yeah. But okay. I, just, I just try to, with now with the pandemic and everything going on, I want to do my best to just bring all the positive as possible. Almost, most positive news and a lot of negative news. Unless it's so it's not repetitive. that you don't can't. It's not that you can't. It's just that this is you've just chosen to compart compartmental compartmentalize it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because because of that, I just know that everyone's going through something, and if I'm going through something that's not going to change, like right now, 
then mm -hmm. I don't think I should speak to her. Now, if it's something that I know that's just brand new, I'll be open to it. Got it. Okay. So, yeah. That's so not me. I do the complete <laughs> opposite. He better I'm know like, that when wait. I'm home. I'm like, so this is this, this, this happening. No, that's what's up. Now, here, here's the next one. Yeah. What's the best relationship advice you've been given? What's the best relationship advice I've been given? So you want to hear crazy? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think, I didn't really get like real good relationship advice until we had to go to marriage counseling. So what's up? Well, well there you go. What, what advice they give? <laughs> For anyone that's out there who hasn't been to marriage advice, who doesn't believe in it, go ahead. I mean, basically the whole communication thing. Um, hearing each other out doesn't mean necessarily that you guys are going to agree. And I think we we get that twisted a lot. Like, just because I don't agree with you doesn't mean I didn't hear you. <laughs> um, and that's something we had to learn because I'm not trying to fight with you. I'm just merely saying that I hear you. It's important to me that you know I hear you because your feelings matter. I just don't agree with you. Um, and that's something we had to work on communication definitely and being okay to disagree. Um, and learning how to compromise. That oh, was a boy. big one because I came into this relationship like a straight up alpha female. Like I, you know, my husband is not the biological father of my son. Um, and so I was a single parent. I had my kid at 18. So I was just, just used to just, I'm gonna figure it out because I have no choice and I could only depend on me because that's all that was handling things. So then when you get into a relationship with someone who's also strong and he's seeing it more as he wants to take care and provide, I'm seeing it like you're trying to say, I can't do it. It was causing a lot, a lot, a lot of friction. Got it. A lot of friction. Yeah. So compromise is big. Really? Uh, so yeah. That's why we went Communication is key. <laughs> communication is key. Real and communication. Real communication is key and also vulnerability. Vulnerability. Um, and in order to be vulnerable, you have to trust. And that's being pretty much emotionally naked with your partner. Hmm. Letting them know that you love them and you are fearful of them leaving or hurting you. That it is okay to share that. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to somehow hold it over you. Now, there may be some people who unfortunately are put in those situations because their partner doesn't have good intentions. But usually that's not the case. Usually you guys are both in this to win it. Um, and so you have to be open with that person all the way. Got it. Cool. I think that makes sense. Keep it real. Communication, 100%. Not communication let me hit you communication with being vulnerable being honest not holding nothing back even if it hurts you just be honest and non-judgmental non right let me tell you though it's hard to get to that point it took a lot it took a lot to get to that point um but when you when you get to that point where you can honestly talk about anything with your partner that shit is so freeing nice That's, so anyone listening to you want to see one you want that next level of love be honest say the things that you really that you really mean life is short just you can say it if you love them it's gonna say be uncomfortable it. it's gonna be uncomfortable though sometimes <laughs> no wonder you need but you gotta get past that 
You need a referee. <laughs> That's why sometimes they recommend you go to marriage counselors so you can they can be That's the referee. Never type of thing. And sometimes you come out of there worse than when you went in. But stick with it. It's a process. <laughs> All right, you're right. You gotta get through levels. <laughs> the best advice I was given for a relationship was two. One was happy wife, happy life. Now that one it took me was confused because I feel like break it down to me. What does that mean? This is an 80 something year old gentleman. He was with his wife for like 50 something years old. He's like, You want to be happy in life with a partner? I'm like, Of course. Happy wife, happy life. I'm like, What happens if her rules are stupid or doesn't make sense to me? <laughs> He's like, That's how you judge them. You give them everything they want. Let them tell you what they want, what they really want. Because if they break their own rules, then what happens? I'm like, Is their fault? Exactly. And you think they're going to admit that it's wrong? I'm like, Sometimes they won't. Exactly. Now, real women will appreciate that you try your best to give them everything that they wanted. And if they appreciate you, they'll open up to you too. Because keep in mind, he says, women go through a lot in life, a lot of trust issues. So I was, I looked at it like, you know what? Hell yeah. Like since teenagers, you're known to know that you can't trust men, period. You have that mentality that when you're in high school, junior high school, you can't trust men. And now with social media, you can't trust nobody. <laughs> <laughs> literally so the way i looked at that and i said you know what that makes sense and if i can make that happen without like killing myself over it let's see what happens then the first thing in my mind was shit people are gonna take advantage of men are gonna fall for this stupid trap and yes you may do but then if you're smart you walk away from it so in other words you know what let me let you make all the rules you want you want you want to be the alpha here let you make all the rules you want now if you break your own rules Guess what? You broke your rules, not me. So you need to learn how to fix it. And usually that's when someone says, let me ask you as an as a alpha female, if you tell me all your rules, like this is ABC rules I have, but you break your own rules and I follow all your rules, then what? <laughs> then what that's happens? A, then I will have to admit. And, that you know, I hard, and I'm pretty sure that's really hard to even do. Right? You don't see my face right now? Exactly. So, <laughs> I'm just like. So that's the, that's, he says, that's the test. He says, because when they fail, when they break their own rules, you'll see their true colors. Either they'll pretend and flip it over you and pretend like it wasn't their fault. It was your fault. And then you see how narcissists they are. And then you walk away from it or two, they finally open up the doors and be like, you know what? I messed up. And that's sometimes the when you bring the shields down. We have to understand that some people out there have a stronger shield because they've been through a lot of other stuff. Yep. So that's the way I, I view people when they have kids and they're single. You got to understand, let them feel as comfortable as possible. The process could be longer. If you date somebody who has kids, it could take you six months before you even get a chance to be with her in bed. So what? Let her be. Because you know what? She went through something and it is what it is. Don't judge her just because she has a kid or don't judge her because she's a single mom. Just give her a break. <laughs> Let her make the rules. Yeah. If, you, if you're confident with your game, you're confident you have intentions with her, you're kind of interested in her, go ahead. Because in our life, we all spend it, wasted time on somebody before that wasn't meant to be. Mm -hmm. Rather than give it a shot, you know, spend some time with someone with the unknown, with at least the expectation that you know that you are compatible. So that's like, you know, my point of view when it comes to happy wife, happy life. Mm. So yeah, that's that. Like some Jedi mind trip. Yeah, it's mind fucking one on one. And I, would, I told <laughs> I'm that, like, 
I told the guy, like, yo, what is my I'm like, he's he's like, why you keep on saying mind fucking? I'm like, that's what it is. I'm mind fucking myself. Yeah. I'm like, I, I think we should call that. I think this episode should be called mind fucking 101. <laughs> Relationships mind fucking 101. <laughs> you know what? I think I'll stick with that. <laughs> so here's another question that we were actually talking about sure. offline. Should there be an us time and a part time in a relationship? And how important is an, that? An us time and a part time yeah when you say part-time you mean like part-time meaning apart you have you do you do your own thing yeah you know some people yeah. have issues with that i mean to me honestly i think everyone deserves their own alone time because you're still a person at the end of the day like i'm learning that now at my age like it's okay to get a little bit alone time actually i think it's necessary because you need to kind of regroup de-stress and kind of do something that reminds you and brings you sent back to center it could be something stupid like it could be I don't know going to to watch a movie by yourself or walking around and just listening to music but something that you do just for you that brings you joy right I encourage my husband to do the same thing all the time and if he wanted to go out with his brothers if he wanted to you know catch a game if he like or his friends like I'm cool with that because I like my girl time and, you know, I will want him to be able to do the same. He should be able to have a social network that doesn't always consist of me in it, but in reason. <laughs> I knew it was a but. <laughs> okay. So let's, let's, let me break it down in a month, in one month. Let's break it down in 30 days. Mm-hmm. How many days of the week or hours you think you guys have your me time? spending time together and don't say just because you guys live together you actually spend time together we're talking about like when do you guys have couple time or date night or something compared to hey i'm going my way you go away your way i mean you know with the current situation that's kind of been hard because we nobody goes anywhere and everybody's Mm -hmm. always usually home um so we don't get like true couple couple time where we can go physically do stuff but we we try to find our moments throughout the day, not as much as we would like. Um, mm-hmm. It's hard though when you're both working and you have small kids. Like my daughter's seven, we both work full time, and then he his I, I have a steady nine to five, but his hours are Oops. not nine to five. Oh, okay. Yeah, and he works weekends, so it's like it's mm. a little hard. But we 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 try to make time when we can. I mean, but we we already we've been together so long that, and this is gonna sound real corny, but we have fun doing dumb stuff like literally cooking something or that's couple a time. So that's your couple time. Yeah, yeah. Like now, well, let's like let's that. say the pandemic's not around no more. How much time mm-hmm. do you have for your time? Like, for example, your podcast is that considered part of your team when you're there? Is that considered girl time? Is that because of your me time when you you know you're working on new content? Yes. That is considered my me time. <laughs> I, I know I feel the same way because for me, when I do you know podcasting or editing or whatever, that's like me, my me time. That's that's yeah, that's my me time because that's honestly I'm doing something for myself and it's bringing me joy and it's getting me, it's allowing me to use parts of my brain that mm-hmm. was sitting there dormant <laughs> that I didn't even know <laughs> I had. Um, but yeah, I definitely see that as my me time, and I'm just lucky that he's been super supportive because like right now he's watching 
an episode, um, one of the cartoons that I watch. So usually how it works is that when I'm doing something like this, he's holding, he's holding down our daughter. Mm-hmm. And so I'm lucky that he's been super supportive because I know there's a lot of people sometimes that don't have a partner that's supportive. It's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for me, we try our best to have kids, you know, time for our kids, like Friday night, Disney movie time or, yeah. but then at the same time with me, it's like when I do my podcast stuff, usually I do this late at night. Like I start my editing and start like recording after like everyone's sleeping just because I want to show them that I want to give them time first as well. Mm. But whenever I need to like do an early episode, I tell them, Hey, in advance, by the way, tomorrow night, I'm yeah. going to do something. If you want to do something before, like she likes to work out a lot. So okay how about you do your quick workout i take i watch the kids and sometimes that whole me part of like let's say you want to do you is a little difficult because of the pandemic yeah but let's say me going out for a dunkin donuts iced coffee with the little ones or like a happy yeah. meal drive through is like okay let me just put a blast some music for me honestly during the pandemic besides this was tiktok like listen like i ain't gonna lie to you tiktok's like a therapy in a way if you play it smart <laughs> you could actually look at things that the bright side of it very informative mm-hmm. but also like nostalgia like yes oh shoot you know what cool let me just go on this during the pandemic i'll be honest with you everyone was like online i was going live on instagram for the first time in my life like hey what are you guys doing it's three o'clock in the morning anybody out there yeah like day, <laughs> i remember i was like day 20 something <laughs> locked down and then i'm like you know what now i'm like you know what screw this but yeah it is important and I think it's important for everyone at least once or twice a month to have a couple of hours to themselves. Now, during football mm-hmm. season, she knows my tradition. <laughs> Sunday football season, you know, I'm ordering whatever the hell you want, whatever junk food <laughs> you guys want. I'll stay with the baby in the room, but I'm on that TV for the next seven, eight hours. So, <laughs> want me to do laundry? Want me to order some wings? Want me to do whatever it is? But please let me just watch the game. You see what you did, though. You compromised. Like, it's like, all yeah, right. Like, I'm not that greedy. <laughs> Can't be greedy like no, that. but a lot of people don't have that. They don't have that balance. Oh, it's yeah. like you have to, it's a give and take. That's the only way that's going to work because we're so, we have so many time constraints. And yeah, if we're trying true. to do it, we're trying to do it all. Well, look, we can't really do it all. However, we can schedule it that we can do a little bit of, of everything. See, and that's the case. I wouldn't have a problem with that. I mean, like, watch all the football, football you want because you made it easy now for me to have to deal with the kids for the next 10 hours. Oh, no, yeah, because I always take the, like, I always take one of them, like, mm-hmm. oh, let's go. Like, mm-hmm. I try to multitask. But thanks to social media and thanks to all these, like, electronics, I can put the game in my, on my laptop while he watches cartoon in the big TV. It's, it, it's worked Which... out now. <laughs> worked out the case. <laughs> now, here's, a, here's another question that's very interesting that I have, like, ugh, I wanted to get your point of view on it. Can okay. you be best friends with the opposite sex? And do you believe there could be sexual tension between you and the opposite male as friends? Yeah, I don't think you can be best friends with the opposite sex. No. And let me tell you, because it can get really tricky, especially if you're with someone, right? Because even if you're not doing anything sexual or have mm-hmm. done anything sexual with that person, emotionally, you're connected to that person in a way that you really should be connected to your to your spouse i feel you can't separate it though i always feel like in a situation like that there's always one person that can't okay now what happens if i if i change the question around to can you be friends with an ex no and is there ever sexual tension between you if you were to be friends with your ex any of your ex it's a, it's, 
And okay, because I was going to say, it depends on what type of an ex. If it was an ex for somebody that you were a little boyfriend or a girlfriend, maybe puppy love back in the day, maybe. Um, but like, if you were in a long-term relationship with that person, no. Why would I, I wouldn't be okay. And I would think my husband wouldn't be okay. Me being friends with somebody who's most likely done the same things with me that I've done with him. Well, how about when someone, let's say, gets separate from their partners they have kids with, and now that person has their own family, you have your own family, you want to co-parent together. Isn't that something like people try doing sometimes? There's a difference between co-parenting. See, that's different. A co-parenting friendship is different than a friendship friendship where y'all just texting each other, telling each other what y'all eat for lunch. Do you, do you get okay. what I'm like you could okay. still co-parent you can still co-parent and consider the other person your ex part of your family but there's still boundaries like you're not going to be calling your ex-wife and telling her about some issue you have with your current wife true so then you think that there's a no-no guys cannot be women and guys can't really be friends there's always gonna be some type of sexual tension there i don't think it's not that i don't think that they can't be friends i just don't think that they can be friends. I just don't think they can be like best, super, best friends. Best, 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 best. Even friends. with the skill sets you have now, everything you learn about the about the opposite sex and relationships and how everything with this game mindset you have now, this game side. Only, this game side only right because now. maybe I can in the sense of that I I can see I can only control myself, right? I can't control someone else. So even if I have this, I use the skill set that I have now. That still won't stop someone else from catching feelings if you do you understand so it's, it, oh, even no, yeah. if i don't catch the feelings and they catch feelings that's still mudding the water i think it has to do with limitation for me personally i ask myself i have a lot of friends and i you know i've even friends with my ex i've been friends with my ex i actually like say hi to them on instagram and say hey how you been and we're like hey how you been and cool the way i look at it is this maybe my mindset, my mindset is a little bit crazy and if I had sex with you in the past or done anything with you in the past, that sexual tension is gone. I'm not crazy. I'm not going to go and build something and ruin something because I look at the way I look at it is you get older that sometimes the stigma that you cannot be friends with certain people because of the sexuality or because of the gender or because of the tension is not true. Because if you think about it as kids, teenagers, we grow up and we actually have friends with the opposite sex, correct? But then when it comes to intimacy and sex involved, that's when things go, oh, shoot, wait a minute, you know, because I had a lot of friends growing up, female friends at 13, 14, 15. But then when sex became an issue and that's what they started doing that more often is like, whoa, I got to be careful. I cannot just hug you the same way we hug or I cannot just say I have mad love for you because one thing could turn into something totally different. And then, boom, our friendship is gone. But as we all it's funny, though. Because we're thinking of it, like, you're thinking of it in, in the, like, physical aspect of it, right? Because you're thinking, like, well, if I've already had you in that way, and I'm not with you right now, then obviously you have no interest in me, right? I'm thinking of it more of an emotional way, like, because to me, my friends, I'm connecting with them emotionally. I'm talking to them. I'm sharing with them. So if I have a guy friend and I'm sharing on that level, I feel like I would be somewhat emotionally cheating on my husband. Well, so do you think it depends on how much emotional control you have to want to share? 
Do you think it also limits how much? Let's say you have a lot more experience than someone else from the opposite. No, side. I I think I think it's just I think it's just knowing yourself. Like for me, I'm emotion. I'm an emotional person, and when I care about someone, I care hard, right? So I don't think I would put myself nor my husband in a situation where I would invite someone in and possibly get attached. And okay. it, it probably do you get what I'm saying? Like okay, I feel like that's I do just understand bringing someone in and it, and it may not even be a sexual thing but more like an emotional connection why would i want to do that or so let's say do you have any of his closest friends close to you as a good friend or do you separate yourself from that too no 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 no, no. Cause, yeah because we i mean i have a lot of friends even her friends are very mutual with me close to me and they'll talk a lot of personal stuff to me and i make sure that when i speak i try to make it more of a non-emotional answer like fuck it you know but like, are they like that? hitting you up are they hitting you up like like they'll hit me up on the yo yo i need a guy's point of view of something oh, that's different. but the thing is they'll be very straightforward with these kind of questions mm-hmm. we had group conversations so i know they know my personality which is a blunt person and i'll keep it straight with you but i when it comes to emotions i always tell people you got to separate the fucking from the feelings when it comes to people that's just like the main line i live by Stop separating yourself when you speak to a female, no matter how emotional she gets, how much you want to help her, give her a hug. Ask yourself a question. Is she in the right mindset for you to hug her in a way that she wants to, to be a hug? Or are you going to say, you know what? Fuck it. Stop wasting your fucking time. Go with your guts. If you're thinking with your fucking your body or you're thinking with your head, pick one. Because if it's a guy, he just wants to bang you and leave you straight up. If, you, you know, if, you're not, if you're not building something out of nothing, don't waste your time. But that's me talking. Or I could be like, well, sweetie, you know what? You're a good, wonderful human being. Any man will be happy to have someone like you. Now, you see the language I'm speaking now? That may come across a different way because right. you, you may give someone the mentality like, oh, you know, you're so beautiful. You're so authentic. You know, yeah. that may think like, really? He's saying I'm authentic compared to me saying, yo, you're not fucking stupid, okay? You're a smart woman. Don't play yourself, all right? Don't pull that bullshit. You did that before. Don't fall into that trap again. You see the language I speak? Yeah. A lot different because that's a different mindset of playing. I'm treating you like a real friend, not by your gender, but I'm just speaking to you normally. Because if I knew I used the word beautiful, you know, it's like if you, if a woman tells me, wow, you know, your daughter yeah. you're so cute. Any girl would be happy to hug you and caress you and hug you middle night. I'm thinking you're trying to hit on me. I'm like, whoa. That's right. Because you're but not looking at me as a friend. You're, you're talking to me like a guy. Like you're talking to me as if I'm a a regular guy, not your see, friend. But you see the whole thing, like instead of me saying, I'm yeah. talking to you like a guy, I'm just talking to you straightforward as an adult. Yeah. So the question is, can you identify your friends as an adult? Or do you consider them, some of your friends, immature enough, not on your level to understand the language you speak? Mm. That's the way I look at it. Because if I have young, mm. I, I have friends that I, I know that I can have mature conversations with, that we could do that. And I have other friends that I know I can't talk to them about that. I can't talk this way to them because they may trigger them in a different way, you know? And I just, I think in my opinion, the older we get, it should be more easier in my opinion to have friends. You should know what you want by now. Like right. I, I know for a fact, what type of friends I want. I want blunt friends that have honesty that all they want to do is positive stuff and help us mm-hmm. each other, lift each other up. I don't want someone that's always going to be negative, talking negative, always doing some drama. Yes. I don't care what sex you are. I don't care if you're the most attractive female friend i have but if you're going out there and being toxic then don't hit me up don't waste your time 
because I have I have, we, we don't let, no energy as it is. <laughs> we have this little space because we have our families. We have a small space for those listening, like a small, like an inch of opening to give friendship out. Right. So if you're a male or female, I don't care what you do, but if you want that friendship, bluntness and realness, friends, that's what we have to offer. I'm not going to waste my time filling that shit up with toxic people or, you know, so like, as, as, like I said, an example, can you be friends? Uh, depends the person you're speaking to, because mm-hmm. I, I don't, I consider myself an alpha, but I don't like to dominate no friendship or anything. I like to be more balanced, but I like to be a great listener. So if I know you're an emotional attached person that loves that hubby, lovey, dubby feeling, I'll stay away from that as much as possible because I know my language could turn, it could be misinterpreted by you in a different way. So you dominate in a different way. Well, I guess my fucking in a more in a more simple way. <laughs> you dominate by stepping back and listening, and then moving moving based on what you observe. True. There you go. That's the more. <laughs> I, I I'm comfortable and confident with the positions I could put myself in. Maybe because mm-hmm. I grew up in a mentality like I put myself in so much. I was number one at friend zone when I was young. I was the best number one friend zone guy. <laughs> oh oh so my good. god. <laughs> But you know what? That's the way. And you know what? And, and when you get older, you're like, fuck it. I don't mind being a friend zone now because I could be your friend. But that's another thing. So we have our own opinions of that. <laughs> this next question is, 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 is this simple. How do you overcome shyness? How do you overcome being attached when you meet someone from the opposite sex? I tend to, when I meet someone for the first time, our first kiss or something, I become too emotionally and physically attached to them. The oh my wow that that's wow. How do you okay? How do you overcome shyness? First of all, overcoming shyness is basically you're gonna have to push yourself <laughs> into situations that may at first make you uncomfortable, um, so that you could build your confidence because hiding don't use your shyness as a as an excuse to hide from doing things that you want to do because you can be everyone gets a little nervous um and i know some people physically have a more of a physical reaction when they're put in a situation that may be new or unfamiliar or scary but you have to push through it so that you can see that you're going to make it to the other side i was a really shy kid but that also has to do a lot of insecurities which ties into the second part, which was the emotional getting too emotionally tied. I think that, yeah, when you feeling someone and you have that first kiss and that first touch, of course, there's an excitement and it only makes sense that, you know, you think about it and you get excited about it. But if that's happening every time with a certain intensity to every person that you do that with, you need to turn around and look at yourself because you're looking obviously for something that you're lacking and you're looking for it in someone else or that moment. I would say, take a step back and be like, why? Why is it so important that I get this validation from this other person? Like, why do I, why do I need that feeling? Why do I need that attachment so bad to someone who I don't really know? Um, Love, to me, I probably want to be loved. (laughs) And then the question is, why? Why do you want to be loved? Why? Everyone wants to be loved, right? But why are you getting attached to everyone that blows in your ear so quickly? I used to be very, like, when I met, when I used to meet someone when I was young, 
I used to think, oh my gosh, she likes me. Hopefully, I could be the boyfriend. Hopefully, I could last six months with her. Hopefully, I overanalyze, like, oh my gosh, she kissed me. Now I'm going to be the most best boyfriend in the world. Like, I took it to the heart. But Why? now, because I felt like someone liked me, someone was attracted to me, and someone gave me a shot. And you couldn't believe that somebody would do that? Hell yeah. When you're young, when you're competing with, like, you know, in high school, in junior high school, you're competing with people. And then think about it the mental the mindset. When you're young, you see what people want. When you're young, women, they want the best of the best. They want the person with the car. They want the older man with the money growing up. And then when you get to your 20s and 30s, now you see people saying the same thing. I want a stable man. I want a man who has money, who has their own car, who has an apartment. But then I guess I may get so, oh my God, that someone wanted me because maybe of, it could be my looks, maybe because I had no experience. But then when I'm thinking about this now, I'm thinking about, I've seen this question occur to a lot of single parents, single person, or someone who's been in a long relationship for like 15, 20 years. And now they're single for the first time after so many years. And now they're like, oh shit. Well, damn. Now, how do I do this? How do I start dating mm-hmm. again? How do I flirt again? And I'm keep on seeing that. I think personally for this kind of question, for the person who sent me this, create another version of yourself. Honestly, create another version of yourself. Do write down five things you know that your your old version will not do, and little by little try to do it. Because as long as they don't fuck with your money, fuck with your kids, and fuck with the, your home, nothing's gonna hurt you. Because like I, then again, like I said earlier, sometimes a weakness is love. My weakness as young was love. Oh my god, I used to be that dude listening to Boys to Men, All for One. I swear, making mixtapes for girls. <laughs> because I thought that's what they wanted. I thought when I was young, that's what people wanted. That's what it is to you know be a man when you date a girl. Buy them roses, buy them stuff. But then they tell you, nah, you ain't a bad boy. Nah, you don't got that. You can't protect me. And I'm like, fuck, what does that mean? And that's when the whole mixed world comes into play now. So mm-hmm. when you say about shyness, I just said, I don't give a fuck. I just changed myself. You know what? If you don't like me, you don't like me. There's probably one person in this world that likes me. And as I got older, I realized, shit, maybe more than one likes me. Two people like me. But that's hard for someone to get to. You were able to get to that mindset over time, right? And that's because you put you you push yourself in situations, right? I think and it's difficult. Experience. I think it's difficult for the gender. I've met so many women with, that are very very attractive with great careers, and they are so shy, and they're mm-hmm. so introvert, and they're so they don't think that they could bag a guy. I'm like, man. If you only knew, you could probably bag at least six, seven guys in a month. Well, I don't want to bag a six, seven month fat. I, you know, I don't know what to do. I'm like, what you mean? I think it's more pressure on the man to try to impress a woman. You know, I think it's more of us because I feel like women know the deal already. But then again, I'm thinking in my head, maybe they've been out of the game for such a long time mm-hmm. that they were so confident in their relationship that they had everything planned out, that everything was done, that they hit the jackpot and then they got party caught off guard. They probably got, you right. know, something caught them off guard where they're like, oh, shit. I guess I didn't know what to do. I guess something happened that didn't, my plan didn't work out. Yeah, so, that yeah. shakes you. Maybe, yeah, maybe that's what it is. But I don't know how that feels. So maybe that's what I'm thinking because I've met people that tell me. I know mm-hmm. women that think, you know, I've met women that says, you know what? I think it's just me. I think it's me the way I act or, you know, the way I sleep with. Or I'm like, well, the only way you're going to find out is by going out there and seeing what you're good at. So if you want to learn how to date, go date. 
Don't go on Tinder though. I tell them if you're gonna go on Tinder, don't go on Tinder. Tinder is just to just, just to prove if you if you if you if you know how to still have sex with somebody. I tell people if you're scared of not how to have sex, go go to Tinder. Don't try to find love in Tinder. Tinder does not find no, love. It's rare. <laughs> For people don't listen to me. People don't listen to me. I mean, I I I agree with you in the sense of like, yo, just go out there, like push yourself, try. Like you're not gonna you're not gonna get past whatever's blocking you. Um, unless you go out there, even if you take baby steps, but that attachment thing though, feeling that <laughs> intensity, that's some, that's something like my girlfriend in my teenage years or twenties, I had a girlfriend that every time she was with a dude, that was like the love of her life. Every really? single dude she loved with that intensity mm-hmm. and, and every single breakup was with the same intensity, if not more than the last one. It's like, girl, I mean, I know that everyone usually has that one person that they get heartbroken over and, you know, they lose their mind, you know, a little bit over. But how was every single one? <laughs> and it's because she she was missing something, you know, she was insecure within herself and she was wrapping her identity around being in this relationship. Right. So that's that's why I say, like, if you get so emotionally attached so quickly i mean there's nothing wrong with giving your heart but you you also gotta step back a bit and see what it is that they're giving as well because if you're doing all the giving you're not leaving room for them to give and so how are you going to see if it's even worth it true yeah cool i like that we should Definitely have a part two in your future with that kind of answer follow-up. <laughs> well, here's the last question. And this is eh, not too hard, but I know I, I could see us analyzing it or mindfucking it too much. Question goes, hey, LJ, I've only been with two people my whole life. It's funny that with two people, I think I'm the best at what I do. <laughs> I have ego issues, I guess, sort of. This is what she's writing. I want to make sure that the next person I am with is the last person I ever sleep with. Mm. Is it wrong or is it difficult to find a guy out there who has less body counts than me? Am I crazy in the head? LOL. So does body count really make a big difference in your, in your life? Does it really matter? I mean, growing up, I think that's what they told us. Oh my God, you can't, you gotta have to get married and have a kid. You know, you gotta get married first before you have sex. Man, this generation now is like the opposite telling me all this stuff. I don't think anyone got married to the spouse without test driving the vehicle for us. If you tow, I hit mean, me up. That's very, very, I mean, I mean, I'm sure there's people that are out there that do it, but I mean, I know from my experience, it wasn't the case. Um, I think when we were younger, body count mattered because we were stupid and young and we didn't really understand sexuality. So it was like, if you were with a lot of people, you were easy. Um, so we saw it as a, as a negative thing because we didn't understand like, sexuality sex and being an adult about it I mean I don't think I don't think it would bother me if like if you're if you've been single right and you in your 30s I mean I'm gonna expect that you you had to get it in somewhere you know what I'm saying will it make a difference if they say no no what they don't have a lot of experience they were just one person their whole life well I mean, if you were with one person your whole life, that's still a lot of experience, right? Because y'all been having maybe sex. Maybe they just had one time. It was just a couple of weeks or maybe just, you never know. Will it scare you away if you find out a guy has no hardly any experience compared to you? 
I mean, not really, because you can mold them. That's like working with a blank canvas. Now, what happens if the guy tells you, well, I've been around a lot. Like, I've been, like, I don't even know what kind of number. I don't even know my number. Put it like, let's say they say something like that. Like, I have no idea. See, that might scare me a little bit because I'm, I'm like, okay, STD testing. <laughs> but I'm thinking of it from that perspective. But let's say we take that aside. I mean, honestly, that's not going to bother me. If we have good sexual chemistry, if, if it's working, I don't, I don't think it bother me. Now, like, if you have a body count, but you also have, like, females texting you and chicks showing up. And so it's not like a body count that's in the past, but currently still happening. Then that would be more of an Yeah, issue. definitely. I think for her question, I think she's been trying to make sure she's not trying to sleep around. I think she's trying to make sure her body count's low for a reason for she's saying for her saying she wants to make sure the next one is the last one mm, there must be some type of ego up in there like you know she's trying to make sure that this i don't want to pass oh, let's three. be real why 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 do you have to tell the next person anyway where your body count is guys are curious women are curious you never asked that question to any of your partners yeah but that how do i know they're really telling me the truth like let's Facts. be real if Facts. you really if you really worried about it right like Unless you're about to try to be sleeping with a bunch of cousins and uncles and brothers. I mean, there's no really, <laughs> you want to love, be loving the crew. I mean, there's no real way that they're going to do verify that number. I think you for know, this answer, I... I think for this answer for her, my answer would just definitely be, don't make a big deal about body count. Don't make a deal. Shit happens. Explore. Enjoy life. Be safe. Be safe. Be safe. Just be, be safe. safe. And you matter. never know. Yeah, you never know. You'd be surprised how people get to know each other. You never know that your fuck buddy could be the love of your life. Who knows? But just if you're trying to lower, you want to keep your body count at three, then that's your choice. But don't limit yourself either. What happens if number four is the love of your life? True, true. But I think, in my opinion, standing standard rules like this is just a personal thing. You have this personal reason why you don't want to past three and you want the man to be less than you i mean just hearing that part that you will think the man wants to be less than that number i'm like one two yeesh so but you know why honestly the fact that they're thinking so hard into this and that they're putting so much thought makes me think that they need to kind of take a step back because and really kind of figure out why is that so like you said so important well we'll never know hopefully when she listens is that to gonna this, matter is that, is that gonna matter that you know they're faithful to you is that gonna matter if they're good to you is that gonna matter if they love you and adore you and take care of you and have your back true and if you can have 50 you can have 20 i don't really care Shit, it could be number six or seven that does those things for you no, 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 maybe no, eight. No. let it be like number 10 and over i want you to have experience you know i don't want you to say that you don't know what the fuck you're doing <laughs> but anyways you know but what? you know what numbers numbers doesn't mean like ex- experience tampoco like okay true true you know what would be interesting in the near future? We should have like another sex therapist here just to answer all these questions. You should get a sex therapist at your show and have some guys in front of you. You know, that would the be, sexes. Invite me. That would be epic. Well, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> well, definitely. I do. So put it this way. I do thank you so much for being part of this show. We passed, you know. Thank you been, for having me. It was fun. I, I do end the show with asking every one of my guests your favorite motivational quote. If you could please share yours, that'd be great. So my favorite motivation to quote, and there's different variations of it, but basically is that you can never grow to become comfortable unless you get uncomfortable first. 
And I love that quote because it motivates me to push myself whenever I feel scared or nervous or just complacent um, about anything in my life. I know that I have to get uncomfortable to transcend into being something different or trying something new or evolving. And that's actually helped me a lot, especially the last few years of my life. So can't get comfortable unless you get uncomfortable first. I like that. I like that a lot. I like that. You know what? I'm definitely gonna put that as a post. You should put that as a post. Your picture on it. You can send it to me. So I, could, I could post that. But like I said, for any, all the listeners listening to this far, it's been fun. If you have more questions in your future, please make sure you watch her and her team's podcast at uh, Mama's Cocktail Hour. So say it three times. Say it three times in a row. <laughs> Mama Cocktail Hour. Mama Cocktail Hour. Mama Cocktail Hour. Okay, I got it. I, I just screwed up. <laughs> so yeah i mean they have a great they have instagram they go live on youtube they're fun the team they're a good team and i can't wait to watch season two correct you have season two coming up real soon season two is coming up um make sure that you guys check us out we have our main mama's cocktail hour instagram at, at mama's cocktail hour you can also check us out on facebook at mama's cocktail hour and our youtube channel mama's cocktail hour <laughs> nice. and you do also um, something too right on tuesday nights sometimes you do some yes i i have my own um instagram as well at jazz speaks life i do something called tuesday talks with jazz i go live and basically what it is is just me going on there and sharing my story maybe of something that happened to me in the past or something i'm currently dealing with but it was just something that i really wanted to do um as a way to connect um, on a deeper level with people who are like-minded so. so definitely definitely i'll share a post maybe you can share me or send me a video i'll definitely post it on my instagram to oh, share it you. and i think you know i can't wait to see your tiktoks are you sure you know, do you have a tiktok i think it'd be wonderful oh, to add, I, I think you should add <laughs> this same material to your tiktok i think you should spread out you know hit out the whole world out there you know i think go it's vast it's a lot of work it is it is um and i i envy the fact that you have such a great team i'm like shoot i'm about to clone myself but you know, when we learned how to do reels it was a, we were like whoa i'm still learning that but like i said i do thank you so much for being part of the show thank you for, and for having all the me. listeners all the listeners keep in mind spotify itunes you know podbeam hopefully we'll be on you know in another platform real soon and definitely check out the youtube videos that a little bit later on this spring I'll post and you can see how crazy we are laughing and doing this fun stuff. <laughs> but once again, I do appreciate you guys. And thank you so much, Jasmine, to be part of it. Thank you so much for having me. It was amazing. Yeah. You better you know, invite me back. Oh, definitely. You know what? I want to end it. I want you to say, live it, love it, fuck it with energy. Say it. <laughs> live it. <laughs> Not on the spot. All right. Ready, right. ready, ready, ready. Go. Do it. Live it, love it, fuck it. I love it.